this is the Hermetic Hour. I'm your host, Pokronian Frater Thabian. And tonight we present a discussion on the outer planets in astrology and magic. I'll be joined by astrologer and occult author Anne Finnan, very honored Soror Urania. Now, as most of you know, astrology, hermetic magic, and alchemy arose and flourished in the years before the modern trans-Saturnian planets were discovered. In ancient times, it was believed that Saturn was the outer limit of the solar system, and astrology and its dependent sciences, magic and alchemy, factored celestial influences based on what could be observed with the naked eye. And according to hermetic philosophy, the macrocosm of the heavens was reflected in the human microcosm. We all behaved, prospered, or failed on the whim of the planets within and the surrounding signs of the zodiac. In magic, we all had seven planets in our horoscopes to contend with, and we created talismans and rituals to deal with them. In the Middle Ages and the Renaissance, this astrological magic grew into an elaborate system, which has continued into modern times. But since 1791, when Herschel discovered Uranus beyond Saturn, followed by the discovery of Neptune in 1846 and Pluto in 1930, the hermetic microcosm had to be extended. Astrologers managed to factor in the newly discovered heavenly bodies, but magicians and alchemists were slow to adapt. These slow-moving, long-term bodies have profound effects on individuals and societies. We will discuss the creation of talismans, kameas, and mythological applications to the outer planets. So, if you would like to know what lies beyond the abyss, tune in and we'll take you to the outer limits. Oh boy, we've got a good show for you tonight. Uh, Sister Urania, are you with us? I'm here, Poke. Oh, good. Uh, let me Let me finish the introduction and we'll get on into it. The ancient astrologers thought they had everything figured out. They had all 12 signs of the zodiac and all seven planets, Saturn being the furthest they could see. Therefore, our physical universe started there. Now, the orbits of the planets and the times they remain in each sign of the zodiac determined the influence of their rays. Originally, astrology was used to predict physical, economic, and political events, not individual life changes. Natal astrology was reserved for kings and queens. But with the rise of hermetic philosophy, the idea that each human being was a miniature of the universe connected the signs and the planets to all of us, individually and collectively. Astrology was certainly a science. Its conclusions were based on accumulated data from ancient Babylon all the way to classical pagan Alexandria and were accepted as conditional prognostications until the so-called Age of Enlightenment, or the Age of Reason, which followed the Renaissance. With the rise of Cartesian science, astrology was de-scientificized, but it was still the framework of magic and alchemy, and in its natal application, it was a popular form of fortune-telling. The discovery of the outer planets 
starting in 1791 with Uranus, was a game changer. Magical astrology had already been established on the seven-planet model and was slow to change. Modern occultists were stuck calls for the outer planets. Alice Bailey finally breached the gap and provided a Neoplatonic model for their inclusion in the astrological system. But we magicians had no esoteric technology to access the outer planets or influence their effects on us or current events. Previously, we had had a Kabbalah or Abjad based on magics, a magic square system called the Kameas, from which we could derive sigils and talismans for the planetary spirits based on biblical mythology. But when we reached Saturn, the outer limit, we reached the nine-square grid. No more Kameas were possible beyond that. So what to do with the three new planets? We were at the abyss. So we resorted to the tree before the fall, renumbered the spheres with Kether as zero, created three new paths and three new Kameas with spirits based on Greek mythology, and we were good to go. Now, before we go any further in this discussion, I would like to mention some source material. Blavatsky banished the outer planets to another solar system. But her follower, Arthur Powell, in 1930, incorporated Uranus and Neptune into the theosophical system and paved the way for Alice Bailey's seven rays in 1936. And, and, and Alice added Pluto. Following on Bailey... Frater Albertus of the Paracelsus Institute published The Seven Rays of QBL in 1985. Now, that's, the, that's, that's our, our introduction. And I have here a whole page of, uh, of fascinating notes from you, uh, uh, Soror Urania. So uh, shall we use your, your notes as a kind of a... As a kind of a uh, uh, outline here and, and, and get on into this. Um, we could if you if that's uh, that makes a structure for us. Yeah, we can but, probably right, spend but, an but hour what I'd, on each what I'd like planet. To, however, what I would like to ask you first, and I think I think that some of our some of our skeptical listeners may be thinking, uh, and I know I would be if if I didn't know better. Uh, they may be thinking that, oh well, you know these 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 new planets uh, uh, got discovered, and how in the how could and and how could they uh, accumulate any data, you know, like uh, you know we all know that that the the Babylonians, you know, way back uh, uh, five thousand years ago were collecting data, and of course then Ptolemy took all the Babylonian data and, and, and put it together, you know, in the, in the Tetrabiblos, the Almagast, you know, and, he, and, and created a, you know, the system that we use today. But, but uh, skeptics may, may be wondering, where did we get all the old data, you know, uh, for, these, for, uh, for these planets, these outer planets? And what that brings up is... And I want to, you know, I I, I want to clear, uh, you know, confirm this with you because you're an astrologer, and I'm frankly a, I'm frankly a, you know, just a tyro in astrology. You're you're an expert. <laughs> so uh, what I want to what I want to confirm here is, um, 
these outer planets, they're very slow. It takes, you know, they take, uh, uh, they take years and years and years to get around the get around the sun. But uh, there are cycles. Uh, when 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 astrologers began to 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 uh, develop the um, uh, develop the ideas of what these what these outer planets did and what they uh, and what they meant and and how they fitted into the scheme is it, it was it that they could doing research they could find out where those planets were uh, at various times in the past. Uh, when events occurred, and and then they said, okay, well, uh, you know, Neptune was 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 in uh, was in such and such a position uh, when when there was a when there was a great war or a depression or an upheaval or whatever, and and so then we and then we we track it around again and it comes around again and it and and there's another upheaval around about the same time when it reaches the same is this is this the way the the uh is this the way that these uh the the circumstances of these planets and their influences were determined that's my question well that's pre- that's precisely what they, it did and you had the the aspect of of uh well if we have uh uh, if, say, for example, Uranus is the uh, is the planet of upheavals and and uh, 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 sudden uh, uh, like storms and uh, earthquakes and things like that, and we would say, well, uh, we would predict that if Uranus hits a particular transit in either the chart of a person the chart of a king or some noble or the chart of a country that XYZ should happen. And uh, if it does, then there you are. You have a confirmation. So for 100 years, people have been doing this with the outer planets, and we have the advantage now that we didn't have 500 years ago or 1,000 years ago or 10,000 years ago. We have thousands and millions of personal horoscope charts that we could track and say, okay, if we have uh, Neptune coming to a say a square to Venus, then there should be uh, a, a problem with a love relationship or money problems or something like that. And then uh, you you look look at the chart of a of a famous person and you go, well, on that particular year, that particular month. They had this happen, and so uh, of course, with computers and and with um, uh, thousands of people who are communicating with each other, then this data accumulates very quickly and very accurately, uh, since uh, astrologers are are not being persecuted and burnt at the stake and things like that. Now we can uh, we can be open about it and and. Uh, uh, Astrologers that have been doing research on this have have millions of horoscope charts at, at their disposal to to uh, to study these things. So uh, that's what they do, and um, uh, we've made a lot of progress in a hundred years that took us thousands and tens of thousands of years to accumulate previously. So uh, everything is getting faster 
now. And, uh, yeah, and actually, so that's what, what astrologers have been doing. Yeah, and actually, uh, you know, I have an astronomical program which could tell me, which could, could literally tell me where Uranus uh, was uh, 5,000 years ago. Yes, and uh, 10,000 years can, ago. It can do it. And you could track the, the cycles of, uh, of not only the, the seven original planets, but the, the new planets. And if uh, uh, ten planets weren't enough, the uh, solar system is a very crowded place. You have the Kuiper Belt and two or three and four new planets being identified every year. You have the centaurs uh, between the uh, orbits of um, of Mars and Jupiter, and you've got uh, the uh, Chiron being the largest one of them. And you have all of the asteroid goddesses, Ceres and Vesta, and Pallas, Nemesin, and all sorts of, of uh, uh, little planetoids floating around. So they all have their own ephemerides as well. Uh, yeah. I have a program that, that's so crowded that there's, there's probably 20 asteroids and, and uh, 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 various and sundry bodies of of uh some of the very small and i you know i could tell you where lilith is i can tell you where where vesta is um you can't even see those things with the naked eye but they're out there so you know uh, as, as our yeah as according our to yeah. starts as, as our awareness of these things starts to develop then all of a sudden these things appear on our in our consciousness that have been there all along, but we just never saw them because we didn't expect to see them. And that was point, the, the key. At this point, I think we should mention, uh, especially for people who are listening to us who do not, uh, are not familiar with astrology or, 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 or the hermetic or the hermetic philosophy concerning astrology. Uh, I think we should mention that, that the main dynamic we have going on here is the counter-rotation of the zodiac and the planets. The zodiac revolves clockwise and the planets revolve counterclockwise. Or is it the other way around? I'm never quite sure. <laughs> anyway, anyway, they do. They and 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 that that this this is expressed. If you've seen these uh, these uh, uh, these armillaries. That that that's an expression of this situation, and uh, the uh, the normal area is kind of a is kind of a schematic of 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 the universe and uh, or at least our universe and and the human body, because mm-hmm. and they say a schematic because of course the normal area doesn't look like a human body it looks like a sphere but but uh, the thing that the thing that's important about this from a philosophical point of view is this the zodiac revolves one way and the planets are counter counter revolve and and plato in the timaeus which of course is, as we all know is pythagorean because plato was a pythagorean and 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 plato i don't i don't think plato he plato wrote this but but i think it comes from an earlier pythagorean well, most people think it comes from an earlier pythagorean treatise that plato was aware of uh, the problems, because right at, 
around that time, around the time of Pythagoras, they were they were they were really beginning to realize that we had that we had the literally we had the planets within, and 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 then they put they they even put the zodiac on the body too, but but they put uh, but they put the planets inside roughly in the chakra positions like the, like the Hindus, and so uh, they they were beginning to realize this. And and uh, what they what they uh, realized was, and what was what, what, what Plato recorded was that 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 all human problems and failures, successes, and everything were in when we were in relation to this conflict, this 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 uh, this counter rotation that the. the this was this was an internal conflict that we we continually dealt with, and that dynamic was uh, was one of the cornerstones of, of Hermetic philosophy in relation to the planets and the microcosm and macrocosm doctrine. And in I fact, think we could also. In fact, what? I, I was also going to mention that uh, uh, some of that was a result of the fact that the Ptolemaic system in in the uh, uh, you know the dawn of of our present era uh, postulated that uh, all of these planets, including the sun, revolved around the Earth. It wasn't until 1500, actually 1480 or something, when Copernicus came up with the idea of the heliocentric universe. If if you think you know if your your system depends on all of these bodies revolving around the earth and all of a sudden they're now revolving around the sun and you have the problem of not only the earth being one of the bodies that's revolving around the sun and all these other bodies are revolving around the sun as well then that complicates matters considerably and and yeah. that's that was one of the issues of, of the Copernican system was the fact that uh, all of a sudden now the earth, which was supposed to be the center of everything is now just one more body, one more planet that's, that's uh, orbiting the sun. And that changes the perspective entirely. Yeah. And, and as we said last week or, or two weeks ago, I think, as we said, mm-hmm. uh, Copernicus, uh, when he came up with this, he, he he said, or he or, or he wrote. Well, this this means that the sun is the nearest uh, the nearest symbol we have to God. And then he proceeded. Then he published. He published, and then he proceeded to die before before his <laughs> book uh, got 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 fully uh, circulated. But <laughs> so so he escaped. He escaped the Inquisition. But unfortunately, poor old Giordano Bruno came along, and he said the same thing, (laughs) and he did not escape the Inquisition. Oh, that was a shame. Well, that he was was Italian and ended up uh, uh, running afoul of the the Pope. Um, But uh, that was one of the the issues of the, uh, the Ptolemaic system, was the fact that it was so... Uh, so deeply entrenched in the uh, in the the Catholic Christian uh, worldview that if you up 
if you upset the apple cart, you ended up like poor old Bruno. And uh, that also was was an issue with uh, with a lot of these these systems was that they um, they couldn't talk to each other, they couldn't communicate with each other uh, freely. They had to uh, they pre- you had people that were that were discovering things isolated because they couldn't compare notes to anyone else because if they talked about it or wrote about it. They ended up with, um, you know, the Inquisition on their doorstep. So oh yeah, a, 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 another uh, Pico 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 della Mirandola had to walk on eggs, and and the same thing with Facino. Facino, you know, he 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 was one of the Renaissance developers of the of the Planets Within idea, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, but he he was he was walking on eggs, and and uh, with with, but. Uh, uh, the thing about the, the planets, though, that I wanted to mention is that originally, way back in, in the earliest uh, Sumerian times, the planets were considered evil. Uh-huh. And they they were considered evil because they, uh, they rotate. Well, the, 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 counter, the counter-rotation was one of the reasons, uh-huh. but one of the other reasons was, was they rose up, you know, they rose, they, they, they rose up from the, from the horizon. Uh, at, 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 at sunset, and and uh, they 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 imagined that they were coming up from the underworld, mm-hmm. and and that's in fact this is one of the one of the places where we where they where we originated the underworld uh, uh, philosophy was 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 in this, and they called the they called the planetary the evil planetary spirits the Moschim. and they had this mm-hmm. I know they, there was this, there was this, this there was this poem. Uh, Born in the bowels of the hills, evil mm-hmm. ones, sowers of ills. No, no children have they have they got. Uh, no wives have they got. You know, the fiends they are seven, the disturbers of heaven. Oh yeah, they. they uh, so so, uh, this is this is uh, where that got started, and 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 uh, and that of course carried into Hermetic philosophy with the idea of the of the uh, the different uh, the different demons and. And spirits of the planets. Um, uh-huh. Anyway, Uranus, uh, uh, Uranus is the, was the first of the outer planets discovered, uh-huh. and and its characteristics. Now, um, well, we've uh, you you you, uh, you you determined that that, that its characteristics are uh, uh, revolution and uh, and uh, um, change. And uh, what 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 else can we say about Uranus? Well, it's it's the uh, it's the planet of breaking free of of the of of the rules of of the the rules of Saturn. Um, when uh, when you pass through the the um, uh, the space between Saturn and Uranus, that's where you find. Uh, everybody's favorite centaur uh chiron who is uh you know half half human and half half beast and uh that's the uh uh he's the one who carries you across that uh that abyss is um uh it's a matter of 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 becoming 
an individual. It's it's the Jungian process of individuation, which means you have to break free of the tribe mind and the tribe laws and the tribe's worldview. And once you do that, then you can you can set about to uh, to to become an, an an individual soul rather than just you know a, a member of the the, the herd. So uh, that's um, that was why. And of course, uh, uh, when Uranus was actually discovered, it was of course right in the middle of the the um, uh, not only the American Revolution but the French Revolution as well. So uh, everybody on the planet was breaking free of the uh, of the divine right of kings of their 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 tribal laws and their tribal structures, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, Herschel he thinks he's looking at a star, and all of a sudden the star he finds that the star is moving. Well, part of the problem with uh, with that was there wasn't supposed to be any more planets then why is this star moving across the sky? Uh, what's going on here? Well, then that's that. But that's a mindset that uh, a society was able to wrap its head around. It was like, it was a, a, an upheaval like the Copernican Revolution. The fact that there were other planets out there past Saturn, well, that opened up a whole new uh, paradigm. So, oh, yeah. uh, so, and as as things progressed, for example, the um, uh, the discovery of Neptune, which was um, 1846, that was an interesting time because that was when photography was starting to be developed, um, steam engines, and uh, Emerson was writing his essays and things like that. So there is a, apparently a a zeitgeist thing where uh, society is able to uh, accept that these bodies are appearing in their consciousness. You know, these, these planets have been there for billions of years. How come we didn't find them until 1791 and 1840 and 1930? Why, why then? Well, we weren't ready for them yet. We weren't ready for it. And, and uh, for example, I was, was thinking about this uh, just the other day about, about Uranus. Um, Herschel thought he was looking at a star. Well, uh, Galileo's ho- uh, telescope could discern the moons of Jupiter if it was that good in terms of, of, of uh, being able to, to see that far into the cosmos, why didn't Galileo discover Uranus? He probably saw it and thought it was a star because there wasn't supposed to be any more planets past Saturn. So his mindset was still medieval enough so that he, the idea that there would be other planets past Saturn never occurred to him. You know, yeah. it, it would be it would be that uh, uh, Uranus could have been discovered by the Greeks. Why wasn't yeah. it? Because the mindset uh, was so rigid as to not only the mindset, but the fact that if the church didn't like the the fact that the uh, that 
the planets revolved around the sun rather than the earth, how would how would they have managed to uh, to uh, accept that there were planets beyond Saturn? It wasn't in the Bible, so it didn't exist, or it shouldn't exist. Well, it's so, the same mindset with with Helena Blavatsky. She she yeah. uh, you know had she was steeped steeped in the old Hermetic system, and and she had that under you know pretty well within her grasp. And it, it takes some study to get it in your grasp, but she certainly did. So, so she had that. She had the the Hermetic uh, system under her grasp, and so when these when the, uh, Uranus was discovered, she said, "Well, it's just not of our solar system." And and uh, she said, and and then her followers, at least to Pruricker, the guy that followed her, mm-hmm. you know, in the Theosophical Society, uh, he said the same thing about the other two planets, outer planets. He said they they were captured. That's the term he used, captured. And and then, but however, fortunately, uh, uh, Colonel Powell, uh, uh, he he didn't go along with that, so he actually. He actually went ahead and developed the planetary chains of evolution uh, uh, theory that Blavatsky had originally come up with, and he extended mm-hmm. it out to the outer planets. And by the way, that's a, I mentioned that book uh, in, in, in uh, keeping with this, because um, we don't want to just depend on, on, uh, on Alice Bailey. There, there's a lot more behind this than just than, than Bailey, although Bailey's, Bailey's very good and very interesting, but... The Solar System by Arthur Powell. That's that's this uh, uh, this theosophical evolutionary chains of the planets, and they believed uh, the theosophists firmly believed, and we've been using it magically ever since. Uh, that that there are sentient beings on all of the of the bodies of the solar system, including the sun. You know. Uh, they're just just that they they're sentient beings, but they but they 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 aren't necessarily physical the way we think of physicality, and they developed whole chains of evolution for these planets. It's a fascinating system, and of course for magicians it's ideal, uh, especially magicians uh, of the you know. Uh, Kind of like the Bardonians, which we we were mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, like we like to we like to take off and 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 fly out to the planets and you know as as and and uh, and that's one of the things we use these Kamehameha uh, for. Uh, but uh, these planetary beings are not necessarily uh, human, although Powell thought some of them were kind of humanoid in a way, but. But uh, like you know, that's where this. By the way, this material is where where Burroughs got his idea for the, you know, for the four-armed Martians, you know, and and the multi-legged Martian beasties. This all came from from uh, from Theosophy originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but but these beings, uh, the Theosophists did did uh, theorize sentient beings. Uh, and, the, and, and they considered the planets to be living beings with sentient beings inhabiting them. And they, and this, this of course, was uh, is excellent for magicians, you know, wanting to get the spirits of the planets and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Blavatsky carried on with that, which is, uh, you know, you can accept it or or not, but uh, 
but uh, it's uh, uh, what we we like to try to do as magicians is use mythological, uh, uh, you know, mythological spirits, uh, angels, and and and, and spirits. Uh, the regular planets below the abyss, in uh, we are we we use all biblical. They're, they're all the all these mm-hmm. angels are biblical, and we do them on Kameas. However, above the abyss, the outer planets, uh, I I'm going to take some some responsibility for this, but I figured above the above the abyss we ought to go to Greek, because you know uh, the planets are named. Uh, it's time to go. It's time to go to the Greek. So, so for uh, uh, you know, for your Uranus, you know, we have the reigning, the reigning uh, uh, goddess is Urana, uh, and that, mm-hmm. of course, she's the goddess of the heavens, and and the, and the spirits. Uh, the, let me just explain that you have two. You have two spirits with a with a Kamea, with a planet traditionally. One is a is a benign spirit, a positive spirit, and the other one is the aggressive spirit, and uh, and so the positive uh, spirit for uh, for Uranus that we have is Meliae, that's M E L I A E, and uh, and she is she is an ash tree nymph. This is according to the mythology of Uranus. You know, after he got castrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, by Cronus and all that, and then uh, the aggressive spirit is Electo, and he's one of the uh, one of the Furies, and and he's angry, and so uh, if you wanted to if you wanted to uh, invoke the Uranian the Uranus, you have those two spirits, um, and and the Kamea of course is 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 three cha- is is uh, mm-hmm. nine chambered, yeah, so. That uh, that's kind of the uh, uh, magical, the magical side of of um, of Uranus, which we're gonna, which we're well, going to have, have, which we're gonna have fun with uh, Saturday night. Anyway, and, and uh, astrologically, so look, you've got you you've got positive and negative uh, uh, manifestations of all these planets as, as well. You know the. Uh, Uranus is the positive is of, is of course uh, uh, liberty and and uh, freedom and and uh, uh, and all of that and then the negative side is uh, uh, fanaticism and uh, 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 ideology and uh, things like um, uh, uh, psychopathy and and things like that those kinds of things and of course. Uh, uh, with being the higher planets, the um, the the po- both the positive and the negative tends to be even worse than the positive and negative of the of the personal planets because you're dealing with with uh, cosmic forces and and generational forces and and society you know and and uh, uh, things that uh, uh, span generations. So you're going to have some some bad guys as well as good guys, and the bad guys are going to be really bad. So it's, well, that's, it's, it's something bad guys to, to include, think about. You know. The bad guys in, the bad guys include of Uranus include the Furies, mm-hmm. the Furies yeah. and the Hundred Handers. 
the you know the, mm-hmm. the hundred handers from the from the Hercules uh, 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 labors, uh, yeah. and they are, yeah, they're 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 part of the bad guys and and Uranus. Mm-hmm. But also, I ought to mention that that the discovery of Uranus uh, sort of coincides with the rise of the Industrial Revolution, with the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, and mm-hmm. it's been it's been said that 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 Uranus kind of uh, it's the planet of technology. And it's the and and the rise of technology is is kind of a part of the Uranian cycle, mm-hmm. and uh, so you were uh, you were saying that you thought that uh, uh, that the technology was going to uh, have a reversal. Uh, what do you base that on? Uh, 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 Uranian well, transit or, or Neptune or Pluto? no? It's that's a Plutonian transit because uh, Uranus yeah. has been been given the uh, the rulership over Aquarius, and uh, which is the planet not necessarily technology, but uh, scientism as as a philo- philosophical worldview. You know the the materialism of of, of science where uh, uh, everything has to be. Uh, scientifically proven rather than than uh, intuitive and and you've got uh, uh, science uh, we we see this now you you have uh, the scientist says X Y Z therefore he is he is right and and everybody that that uh, uh, that disagrees with him is is ignorant and and uneducated and, and so you you have another priesthood. You have another uh, group of people that um, are arbitrating a worldview. You know, you you uh, uh, you must have this worldview where everything must be uh, materialistic and and uh, and all of that. So it's it's uh, it's ironic that it ends up uh, taking the place of the Catholic Church, which the discovery of Uranus overthrew. I mean, the Catholic Church is a very Saturnian uh, 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 establishment, and uh, all of a sudden, it's it's like it over uh, overthrew uh, one uh, one religion and and uh, established another, or at least another uh, another priesthood that dictates how you're supposed to view the the world. Um, so it's uh, that that is what. Uh, when Pluto, who we could talk about later, is is the planet of of, dis, of destruction, uh, creative destruction. You have to have something get something has to has to be raised to the ground before something else new can be built. And so uh, when Pluto comes into a a, a sign, it it uh, causes lots of destruction. Keep in mind that Pluto went into Capricorn, Capricorn being the sign of banks and financial institutions and uh, uh, things like that. As soon as Cap- uh, Pluto entered Capricorn in 2008, we had the financial crisis where all the banks went bankrupt. So uh, Pluto going into a, into a sign tends to lay waste to, uh, or at least, to reveal the cracks in the foundation of whatever institutions have been built up. 
And so if you're, if uh, Aquarius is the institution of technology and, uh, uh, and science, then Pluto's going to come in like a bull in a china shop and, uh, uh, and, and raise things to the ground before something new can, can, uh, can be built up. So, uh, it uh, every every era has its has its own methods of of control and uh, uh, and structure and um, Pluto is the is the battering ram. So that that was where I came up with with that idea that uh, what's going to 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 crumble is not science or technology. It's science as an institution. Rather than as a method of inquiry, you know. The, or, the, or, the, or, or, or let's say, uh, let's say this uh, corporate science, uh, the, the 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 merchandising of science. Or I the, think, the using I think of science all... to control people. Sure, it's it's yeah, uh, yeah. These these planets have their have their societal and generational uh, functions. And that's that's I think one of the interesting things about the difference between the outer planets and the personal planets is all of a sudden now you've got you've got zeitgeist changes that people have to to live through and deal with and uh, you know the for example the the last time that uh, uh, Pluto and and Saturn were conjunct in Capricorn was uh, in 1520 when Martin Luther nailed his, uh, his papers on the, the church of uh, the Wittenberg church door and started the uh, Protestant Reformation. Uh, can you imagine living in, in 1530 in England when Henry VIII was, was uh, uh, destroying all of the monasteries and the churches? Um, and basically declaring that you couldn't be Catholic anymore, you know, and burning people. They didn't burn people actually in England, but but butchering anybody that wouldn't uh, that that insisted on remaining Catholic. And then 30 years later, his daughter Mary came along and started butchering people who refused to uh, to be Protestant. I mean, who, who uh, refused to leave their Protestant faith that her father had established. Imagine living in. Yeah. This all took this all took place in in uh, in, a, in a human lifetime, in eighty years. Can you imagine yeah. actually living through that? So, you know these. Well, these... I, I, you know, I sometimes wonder. I sometimes wonder if we haven't been living through something similar, but not quite so violent. But, <laughs> but you know, the British Civil War. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people don't understand about the British Civil War. I know uh, in Masonry, the British Civil War and, and all of the religious strife that led up to it and, and through it had a lot to do on the, on the formation of, of Freemasonry. And, and uh-huh. uh, I, hardly any, hardly any, uh, some Masonic scholars are aware of it, but, but, but hardly, uh, hardly any Masons are. And and uh, the, the 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 British Civil War was really a really a terrible thing, and of course our our Civil War was too. But but uh, anyway, let's move on to Neptune, uh, the mystical oh, there's Neptune, a, there's the mystical an planet. Uh, 
Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Uh, the uh, Neptune is, in a lot of ways, the polar opposite of Uranus. Um, Neptune is the planet of the collective, of of uh, uh, dissolving into the cosmic sea. It's the planet of mysticism and and uh, fantasy and and uh, sleep and dreams and paranormal experiences and things like that. Um, I mentioned earlier that that the 1840s was when um, uh, uh, photography was becoming to be developed. So then you've got motion pictures and television and all of these things that are illusions of reality. Uh, That all started when Neptune was discovered. Um, you also have uh, Neptune talking about good spirits and not so good spirits, good guys and bad guys. Uh, Neptune is also the planet of drugs and addiction and madness. Um, uh, the opium wars uh, were very Neptunian. Also things like uh, uh, pandemics and, and illnesses and, and uh all of that stuff is all Neptunian. And so the, uh, the good guys are, are, are pretty good, but the bad guys you have to watch out for. Um, Neptune is also the planet of, of um, it's a higher, considered to be the higher octave of Venus, and it's, it's planet of, of self-sacrifice and altruism. Um, and uh, uh, also... Uh, 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 martyrdom and things like that. That that's all Neptune and um, no uh, no rational thinking, no uh, no science, no none of that. Just uh, internal uh, experiences and uh, for good or bad, you know. However, that that works yeah, out. From a magical point of view, uh, we use a we use a. Uh, um, uh, four across, uh, uh, four, uh, four, uh, 16 square Kamea, um, and, and, uh, and Thetis is the, is the, uh, is the presiding goddess, uh, Nereus is the good spirit, uh, you know, the, the Nereus is a, a shape-shifting, uh, uh, sea god, and Medusa mm-hmm. is 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 the uh, is the evil is is the bad mm-hmm. spirit, and that's very apropos because of the photography aspect and 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 you know the reflection aspect of mm-hmm. Medusa. Uh, because you could you so, could look her look at her reflection uh, safely, but you couldn't look at her yeah. in reality without turning to stone, yeah. which is which is very interesting in terms of what we see on, on television and what we see on the on the screen and and the illusions that are uh, that are possible uh particularly now with um uh what you see on the screen can be totally and completely false to what was actually yeah. the reality. And there's a lot of people who turn to stone when they actually see the the real life uh, uh, the real life item or or um, or uh, truth of of a situation. So it's uh, it's very psychological as well. These these things are yeah. are metaphors for what 
actually happen when when people uh, are uh, confronted by these by these uh, uh, cosmic forces, and uh, uh, it's um, it's very much uh, uh, real when when you smack up against Neptune and you realize that what you saw on your television screen did not happen in real life. And now we're getting to that point now where you see something on, on TV, on a news show, it's, uh, you know, you're dealing with, with phony blood and crisis actors and, and uh, um, uh, uh, scripted uh, uh, shows, TV shows. And um, yeah. uh, if, you, if you recall, this, this, this started, um, remember back, in, back in, in, what was it, the 30s when Orson Welles had his uh, War of the Worlds radio show? Yeah, right. And, and he had the entire world in a, in a panic. And, and that was just a radio show, but he did it in such a way where it was, uh, it, people didn't know it was a radio show. People didn't know it was fiction. They thought, you know, well, actually, he had a, a. Actually, he announced he announced at the beginning at the beginning of the show that it that it was, uh, you know, that it was a dramatization. Yeah. He announced that. But what happened was that, 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 that actually pranksters were 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 really responsible for a lot of the chaos because they were calling up their neighbors on the phone and say, turn the radio yeah. on, we're being invaded from Mars. <laughs> and, and, and it was the people that turned in, t- tuned in after, after the beginning of the show, that, and which were most of them, because this is what was going on. You know, he was doing such an effective job with it that these people got on the phone and they called up their neighbors, and they really well, did. They were, they were people running out in the streets and, and shooting at street yeah. lamps and everything. everything well, look at what he did. He made the illusion of reality. You turned on your radio and you were listening to to some band from some uh, hotel uh, uh, lobby, and they oh, were yeah. playing. Uh, they were playing a, a, a tune that uh, was very popular, and it was you know. And everyone, uh, everyone was dancing. It was it was yeah, so so and so's dance band from the, the from the Waldorf Astoria, you right. know, and and they were and yeah. and it was such it was it was so so well done, so much like a documentary that. Yeah, that it was it was very convincing. Uh, yeah, okay, let's move on to Pluto. Oh, good. Uh, well, yeah, one of my favorite planets at the moment. Um, yeah, Pluto is little is little one Pluto. That, by the way, little Pluto. Uh, they tried to deplanetize it. In fact, the guy who deplanetized Pluto has got a website where he's still trying to trying to. Trying to make excuses for deplanetizing Pluto yeah, because everybody nobody's, hates him. Nobody's buying it. <laughs> nobody's nobody's buying it at all. <laughs> yeah. There's a, in yep. fact there's a there's there's a uh, I think it was um, it was Voyager that went by Pluto and took some amazing pictures. Uh, oh yeah, Pluto I saw has, those. They were wonderful. Has this dark uh, heart shaped. Uh, uh, area on on his on his backside and and uh, uh, he's uh, he's got a he's got a moon that's almost as big as he is uh, called uh, yeah. Charon and uh, Charon is is the the ferryman that that takes that uh, 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 
carries the the dead the the deceased from from the world of the living to the to the to the underworld and the world of the dead yeah. and uh and he doesn't the interesting thing about Charon talking about uh uh these cosmic patterns he doesn't do it for free you have to you have to give him a a coin and and for yeah. for generations people are still burying their dead with with coins on their on their eye on their eye sockets yep uh, for the to so that they have they have a coin to pay the the ferryman to uh, to row them across the the river Styx, you know. So it's uh, all of this. Uh, the interesting thing that I'm I'm noticing about all of these these outer planets in terms of of how they they all fit together in the pattern. And if you if you uh, read about them enough, you you see how the pattern forms. And it all falls into place, and it all makes sense that this is now what we're dealing with is a is a karmic journey where the soul has to confront the karma or the the challenges of a particular generation that they live in, you know, and uh, they they have to their individual souls, their individual spiritual development has to come to terms with the society or what's going on in their society uh, in order to, in order to develop into higher states of consciousness. So, um, you know, you, you're, you're not a, uh, you're not in a little bell jar, you know, you have to, you have to get out there and deal with, uh, with these, these uh, uh, forces that have been set in motion by people that were born 100 years before you came on the planet. And um, then again, you've got, you've got the key to all of this, and that is maybe it was you that lived 100 years ago and, and helped to set these forces into motion. You know, and now you've got to deal with it yeah. three, life, three lifetimes later. And that's, yeah, that's they, I uh... think, the, the key that, that uh, most astrologers, not all, but most astrologers that, that deal with what they call um, evolutionary astrology or esoteric astrology uh, will, will tell you that that's, that's the real meaning of these outer planets is that these are karmic patterns that, that people have to confront and um, they have to come to terms with it in some way or another um, because they, they come along every hundred years, two hundred years, three hundred years, five hundred years. But you can't escape it, you know, just by dying. So <laughs> you have to eventually you have to to confront these things. And um yep. they uh they come along in a in a cycle. In in a cycle within a cycle within another cycle. And uh uh they're uh, over and over and over again. They repeat themselves. And it's it's something that, that human beings in order to be spiritually enlightened evolved individuals have to confront you know so and consciously rather than just yeah. you know making do so pluto yeah, yeah pluto uh he's he's the he's the lord of the underworld and he's a fascinating character um yeah. Uh, both uh, both in, as Hades and and as Pluto, and um, uh, lots of of uh, 
uh, everybody casts him as as the bad guy, but uh, he uh, he can bring great power to affect uh, events on on the material plane, and you just have to know how to deal with him. But uh, yeah, magically. Magically, his Kamea has 25 squares. It's, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, he has a relationship with Mars. Uh, and it, yes, used to be, considered it used to be the, the yeah, that, 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 relations, yeah, that relationship with Mars got moved up after Pluto was discovered. The, 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 mm-hmm. the relationship with Mars used to be, uh, used to be uh, uh, Neptune, but then they moved it to, mm-hmm. to Pluto, the relationship yeah. with Mars. Uh, and so he has so like Mars he has a he has a uh Kamea five across and which is which is yeah. twenty five squares. And and uh uh his spirit uh his positive spirit is hypnos and his negative spirit is is Hakati. Now mm-hmm. uh, you know, you may not think that the hypnos is that is that uh, positive, but then remember uh hypnos Hypnos's brother is Thanatos, and that's death. And Hypnos mm-hmm. is sleep. So, so you're yeah. better off asleep than you are with death. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and uh, the interesting uh, thing about Hecate is that Hecate was uh, uh, supposed to have been uh, Persephone's uh, mentor in uh, when she was was in the underworld after Pluto had had abducted her, and that. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was under her influence as as the the dark mother that um uh that enabled her to uh you know to remain as as Pluto's queen which is which is another interesting thing because um uh uh of course uh you and I both know that that the the, the standard interpretation of that myth is that uh that Persephone was was tricked or or coerced into yeah. eating the food of the dead but there's uh there's some debate as to whether or not she actually was told well if you want to stay with Pluto and be and be the queen of 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 uh the underworld you have to eat something well let's find something where is what's what what can we eat well there's this little tray of pomegranate seeds and and uh okay let's 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 have that because uh Hermes or Mercury was the uh was the go between. He was the one who uh uh you know who was was uh negotiating all of this. And and Hecate was the was the mentor, was the uh was the uh the uh the confidant of of mm-hmm. Persephone down there. So um the interesting thing that, that I I dis, that I thought about um, on uh, on this uh, was the fact that that mythologically, whenever a god uh, uh, knocks has sex with uh, or rapes or whatever um, either a human woman or another goddess, there's always an offspring. There's always another uh, mythological being that is that is uh engendered by by this but you never hear or see any anything about persephone having 
Pluto's child. You never, there, there. I don't see anything, and maybe I'm just not not seeing it. But uh, uh, having read the original Hesiod, I I didn't see where there was an an offspring from from not only Pluto with Persephone, but Pluto with anybody. I mean, his uh, his brother Zeus was knocking up uh, uh, women and goddesses right and left, and, and Neptune was no slouch when it came to that either. But Pluto, you never see any myth about uh, yeah, you're uh, right. uh, him 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 uh, begetting any kind of of offspring, and yeah. least of all with Persephone. So if he quote raped her, yeah. then where's where's the offspring? You know, where's where's the the? Well, you know that maybe the symbolism is that uh, uh, that that uh, the death is sterile. And and uh, he represents death, and so he's uh, so he's sterile for somehow. Or other. That yeah. might be the case. Well, yeah, be, I suppose. Uh, but uh, but one of the things that that uh, Pluto is the lord of is uh, hidden wealth, precious stones and precious metals, and and all of the wealth of the of the uh, of the earth. You know that's. That's Pluto's domain as well. So, um, yeah. you know, if uh, if Persephone is the queen of all of that, then uh, then she may not have been as eager to uh, come back up to the upper world and, and her and her mother uh, than uh, than a lot of people think she ought to have been. Um, I don't know. I. Uh, if you were talking about masonry and, and some of the uh, interesting uh, things about that, it's one of the uh, uh, interesting things that came of, of around the time that, that Uranus was discovered is uh, Mozart's uh, opera, The Magic Flute, which was very Masonic. And there you find that, um, that the queen of the night, uh, uh, her daughter, is supposedly uh, kidnapped and held prisoner by this evil, uh, evil magician yeah. in in his castle and all this, and so the intrepid hero, who has uh, who has decided he's going to rescue her, goes to the castle and finds out that the uh, this uh, this magician is the grandmaster of a of a brotherhood of magicians, and that. Uh, uh, the 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 maiden, uh, the Persephone character, not only is not his prisoner, but she's his daughter, and uh, she uh, she has escaped from her domineering mother to uh, to to go and and uh, be with her father and learn the learn the mysteries. So uh, uh, she doesn't want to go back to mom, and and uh, uh, because when she does. She's uh, she's told that if you're going to be my my sweet little girl again, you have to take this dagger and go murder your father. Well, she didn't want to do that, you know. So that's uh, that's an interesting take on that that uh, uh, imagery. That this is a you know Persephone is is uh, this is a rite of passage. This is an initiation that she's down there doing, <laughs> and it's. So yeah, read, read the read the libretto of the Magic Flute. It's it's uh, it's full of stuff like that. It's, oh yeah, I've yeah. got it in in uh, Milton Cross 
Uh, yeah, and I, and I, I should review that. Yeah. Okay. You know, before we uh, uh, before we sign off, I want you to tell us about your latest book and and where we could get it and and all and uh, because uh, you you know you are you are a, a author and and and, and 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 I know you have one presently uh, presently out there and I and I would I'd like you to talk about it and okay. tell us about it and and uh, see if we can. Uh, and see if we can get uh, get some copies moving. Yeah. Well, the only uh, uh, the the nonfiction that's that's still out there that's that's been out there for a while is uh, the Forge of Tubal Cain, which is uh, uh, our story of of our group called the Roebuck, which, uh, uh, as you know, is uh, uh, based on the writings of of Robert Cochran, and uh, uh, it gives. The, our training procedures and and, uh, and all of that. It's uh, I have a new one that's supposed to be coming out sometime this year. It just is is taking its own sweet time, and and maybe we can talk about about it when it actually comes out. Uh, the other other couple of books uh, have been out for a while, and I'm I'm still waiting on a publisher for the for I've got a, a series. Based on the um, the the book with the with the modest, the, the monks that, that brew up this uh, this potion this uh, uh, the uh, uh, the visionary potion this this wine that that has all of this uh, uh, strange herbs and things in it but uh, that I don't know if that's available right now we could i i've certainly have copies and if anybody is interested in in it it's uh, uh it's called uh, the sorcerer's saint felice so uh but uh i don't have the new book out yet you know it's still in the works so we'll uh, we'll get that out soon as soon as uh as soon as we get that uh put put together Small well place, i want to you know. i want to thank you for your for your good reviews that you did on on Adamson's Quest and and on our Hermetic Yoga books, which are both available, and and I encourage uh, uh, I, I let's encourage people to go on Amazon and read your reviews on Hermetic Yoga, Rosicrucian Yoga, and and Adamson's Quest and Shamgar because you you yeah. did some very very nice reviews which I which well, which I very much appreciate and and well, anyway we, we, uh, we want to be a, a dynamic. Uh, uh, evolving system i mean this is the magic is not something that that is is uh dug up out of a peat bog somewhere it's it's a, a evolving dynamic living system that is just as as uh, uh useful and and uh, relevant to where we are now as it was 1500 years ago and and i think that that's, that's something why we that had, people need to that's remember why, why we had to, we we had to update it and we we had to bring the the tech, the magical, magical technology. In other words, the Kameas and and the uh, and you know make make the outer planets, uh, you know, uh, Powell and Bailey and 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 the rest of them gave us gave us some nice philosophy on the outer planets. Uh, but but we needed to have some actual magical, you know. Some magical talismans and 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 accessing material, which we did, and and I think that this uh, uh, this program has has uh, I hopefully 
introduced a lot of people to the outer planets from a, from a magical standpoint and, and from an astrological standpoint, and that they will uh, hopefully look into, you know, look into uh, uh, the outer planets as, uh, as part of the hermetic system now. I think that's they're absolutely, I, that's what I, they're, they've been there all along. We just haven't discovered them yet. <laughs> we, that's we right. Well, we, now, we now have. And I well, really appreciate great. you coming on and and helping and helping out with this one because because frankly I couldn't have done this without you. <laughs> well, I and, I and uh, this has been a passion of mine for a long time. You know that. And and uh, uh, anything I can do to to help get the word out, that's uh, that's a, a a good thing. That's great. That's great. Well, next week next week we'll be back uh, same time with another. Uh, with another uh, revelation of the Hermetic Mysteries. And uh, until then, everybody out there, uh, in, in everybody out there in the inner planets and the outer planets and all, and the whole microcosm and, uh, and the macrocosm, farewell and good magic. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The holidays start here at Ralph's with a variety of options to celebrate traditions old and new. Whether you're making a traditional roasted turkey or spicy turkey tacos, your go-to shrimp cocktail, or your first Cajun risotto, Ralph's has all the freshest ingredients to embrace your traditions. Ralph's, fresh for everyone. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Ralph's, fresh for everyone.